When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay. Welcome everybody to episode 16 of Three Birds and a Punt. I am one of your co-hosts, Sophia. I am joined by my friends, Whip and John. Say hey, guys. Hey, hey. What up, yo? All right. This is episode 16 entitled, Damn Wimps, This Hurts. We're breaking down all the news from the Carson Wentz trade. We're having a special guest on, E-Rock. He'll be on in about uh, 10 minutes. We're, we're very excited to have him. Please, fans, if you haven't already, subscribe to our show. Subscribe to us on the on Twitter, at 3 Birds and a Punt. We really appreciate all the support. We are actually having a raffle. The first 20 listeners to subscribe to the show will be entered into a raffle for a free 3 Birds t-shirt. All you have to do is DM us on Twitter, a picture of you following the show, wherever you get your podcast, and you will be entered into the raffle. The winner will be announced next Saturday. Let's get our follow numbers up. Let's get our engagement up with our fans. Um, come through, Three Birds. There you go. All right, y'all. Let's let's start off with the big news um, that dropped uh, yesterday. Seismic trade to the Colts. Uh, Carson Wentz is no longer an eagle. I want to break down your reactions and your feelings on the trade. Let's start with Johnson. We had you last week. Let's start with you, bro. How you feel about this? Well, I guess I'm the new John. What's up? Okay, yeah. Wait, let's start with you first, All right, man. So, like in, in the words of angry reactions, I love it. Okay. <laughs> No, all jokes aside, um, um, it was time, you know, it was time because it's like it was it was a bad situation down there in the Nova Novacare complex, and like always, I blame Howie Roseman for this. Um, he started all of this, man, and, and and I feel as though, you know, as a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, I have every right to to voice my frustration on it, and. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've I never been a diehard Carson Wentz fan. You know this. Right. I always respected the kid. You know what I mean? He a, he a tough motherfucker, man. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it real. But, Play tough if not mentally tough. Yeah. But yeah, but mentally to me, he, he wasn't there for some strange right. reason. I just think, right. I think the trade was, was needed. It was necessary. And, you know, I can't say like every other Eagle fan because a lot of other Eagle fans don't see my view. But... It's a lot of Eagles fans have some weirdo behavior. Yeah, from yes, the they do. It's time to move on, man. You know, yeah. the last time they, they rebuilt was in 2016, and, and that kind of worked out. So, yeah. you know, we got a new coaching staff in here. I'm 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 real extra hype about that. And 
you know. So wait, real quick before um John come on, everybody talking about drafting a quarterback. I'm here to tell you right now. <laughs> If you think that they're drafting the quarterback, you're out your mind. They just let Deshaun Jackson go, and reports are they're about to let Alshon go. So where are they going with that six-pick stuff? If they don't go for a wide receiver, we riot. That's all it, I'm it, saying. It, and I'm with you. I'm leading okay. the charge. So so I'm definitely I'm definitely with you. I, 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 like I said in the last show, I have two reactions to our upcoming draft. What I think will happen and what I want to happen. And they're diametrically opposed because the Eagles are run by that rat fucker, Howie Rose. Okay? <laughs> okay, so that's, that's, that's what I'm going to say to that. And um, John, are you there, Bo? Okay, so while we still wait for him to come back, um, I'm just kind of going to give you my feelings on the the Wentz trade too. Like, mm-hmm. just kind of breaking down the details for for the fans who who've been living under a rock and, and don't know. Um, Wentz was traded to the Colts for a third round pick in this upcoming draft and a uh, two twenty 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 two second round pick that can become a first round pick if. Carson plays 75% of the snaps or plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the the playoffs. So um, I have some mixed feelings about this. I'm, I'm with uh, with the, the environment between Carson and, and the Eagles was was extremely toxic. Um, he didn't have, he didn't trust them anymore. Like at the end of the day, we break it down to, he didn't believe them when they told him things. So he wanted to move on with, with his life. And I can't, I can't begrudge him that. I, I, I'm, all, I'm always of the feeling like, if you don't want to be here, then, then move the fuck on. Like I'm not yes. going to shed too many tears for you. I appreciate what you have done, but it, it is what it is. Um, I do think that some of the way that certain fans have been reacting on Twitter, like this guy stole their lunch money, beat them up, slept with their wives, uh, <laughs> uh, burnt down their cars, burnt their houses, like like they're acting like like Carson Wentz literally came to their houses and like just basically slapped them around their faces. You know, it's yes. kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely crazy. Um, so, John, how do you feel about this uh, trade? It's bittersweet. Um, Carson, I'm, I've been a diehard Carson fan since day one. Um, it's just the, the little things along along the timeline that have happened that have caused the relationship to, to deteriorate. Um, it started with those those early reports that we heard from Josina Anderson and about his lock all the way back in 2018. Mm-hmm, the locker room culture. It's, you didn't want to believe it. You didn't want to believe it. Gets the injury bugs and then the whole thing. It's 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 unfortunate that they that it this happened that we're at this point. Like for it to fail, it's a it's a massive failure on all parties, all parties. Like this should have been the dude that was here for ten years. His play caused him not to play. Um, his treatment of maybe his teammates behind the scenes might have caused some of that. But the front office also played a huge part in that. Mainly Howie Roseman people we brought in the um how how they gave him the franchise without you know what i mean they kind of gave him the keys and then like they're like a spoiled spoiled kid and he he got too big now you spoiled him for so long that now you try to reprimand him and or correct him and he doesn't want anything about it hey i'm I'm, i would have won an mvp i I propelled us to a super bowl pay me extension i don't have to listen to you and you you know what i agree with you 100 and that's exactly what happened so 
you know um Absolutely. At this time, I just kind of want to take a moment to welcome E Rock. What's up, my man? What's happening, guys? How are you? How are you doing? We're doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. All right. All right. So we really want to just get into it. We're just, you know, talking about the breaking down the the lunch trade and want to get into your thoughts and how you feel about the overall state of the Eagles. I know um, followers of the show can follow you on Twitter at Eric underscore Emmanuel, right? Yep. Still there? Did I lose you? Yeah, there you go. Oh, you're still, yeah, you're still here. Oh, no, what happened? No, you still there, E? Uh-oh. We having a bad connection, guys. E-Rock, you still nope. there? Can you hear me? All right, he'll come back. He'll come he'll back. He'll come back. He'll come back. But we, we're having a special guest. That is the wonders of uh, the podcast world. Sometimes you have a little technical difficulties, but we're, we, we're working it out. It's all good. Um, when he comes back, he'll give us our thoughts of the of the state of the Eagles and, and um, his thoughts on the trade. Yeah, I am so sorry. Uh, you know, I didn't realize that when you use an anchor app on the iPhone, that if it could, if the screen goes black, the whole thing gets shut down. So my my yeah, apologies man. on that. It's all good. So yeah, no, it's all no, good. you good, bro. So the, the the wins trade, huh? How about it? Yeah, yeah. I just want to hear what you think. We're, we're breaking it down right now, bro. And it'd be great to hear how you how you feel about it and your overall thoughts of the the state of the Eagles. Yeah, you know when it when it first came down, uh, I, I was kind of I was I was pissed. Not because Carson got traded. This is something that I've been mentally preparing myself for and anticipating for a while. But I was a little pissed at the compensation. I was a little pissed at the yeah, Eagles yeah. for leaking out so much garbage about hey, it's going to be two first round picks, a Matthew Stafford type deal. Oh, it's going to be a blockbuster. Oh, it's going to be happening in a matter of minutes, getting this entire fan base into a frenzy. And then all of a sudden it ends up being a conditional two and a three. So my immediate reaction was, I thought this was coming. I thought this was going to happen. I thought he was going to the exact team that that I suspected he would. Not that there were a lot of teams interested. But the compensation was kind of whack. And then... uh, and then Jeff McClain put out a tweet that kind of put my mind at ease, and that was, you know, obviously we it, it's known by now that if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or 70 and the Colts make the playoffs, it, the, the two becomes a one. Okay, great. Carson Wentz, Jeff McClain said that Carson Wentz played statistically 85% of the snaps each of his seasons. So that kind of put my mind at ease that while we are on, the, on, on face value, uh, we are talking about a two and a three. In all likelihood, if Carson Wentz stays healthy, fingers crossed, um, (laughs) knock on wood, wood, uh, if all goes well, we're really talking about a one and a three. And when you take a look at the compensation that they were initially reporting about two twos, remember that report came out, two twos, and some of us were hemming and hawing. I was kind of hemming and hawing, going, well, it's not a one. I'll take it, but I don't like it. I'll take it, but I don't like it. Exactly. But what they did is I guess they decided to split the difference and say, hey, listen, make one of those twos a three, and we'll make one of those twos a probable one, and we'll call it a day and get the trade done. So at the end of the day, I'm okay with the compensation for it. So let me ask you this question. And, you know, so with Deshaun Jackson being released today, Mm -hmm. reports coming out that uh, Alshon about to be next. Yeah. Is, Is it fair to say, from your point of view, that the Eagles now won't draft the quarterback because they got to go receiver at six? 
I, you know, it, it, this is the reason why it was so important for as much flack and not by and large, not from Eagles fans, by the way, but it was why it was so important for the Eagles to go from nine to nine to six, right? Is because they have through Howie Roseman's poor drafting, which can we all raise our hand around this table and say that Howie Roseman sucks yep. at this? Can we all agree on that? Yes. Okay. That's that hard. Dude, that dude is big shit. Here. <laughs> all right. So. This is a this is a hate Howie Roseman uh, show. Okay, so I'm glad we're all on the same page as far as that one goes. The Eagles, through poor drafting and poor free agency contracts, have put themselves in a position where, look, they have let let let's count it off, right? They need a safety, Rodney McLeod. What's going to happen there? They need they definitely need another corner. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. They need multiple linebackers. I mean, let's not let's not make light yep. of that situation. Yes. But let's just put that as a need. We'll put one. It doesn't matter whether it's weak, middle, strong. It doesn't matter. Linebacker. There's three needs right there. What about uh, defensive end? You know, Derek Barnett's mm-hmm. okay. Is he the guy? Right. No. Do we really want to put ten million dollars on that uh, fifth-year extension? Yeah. Win? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Brandon Graham's getting a little long in a tooth. I mean, how? how he's not going to play till he's Tom Brady's age. Okay. So let. Let's, let's do that as number four. Okay, there's four immediate needs, big glaring needs on defense. Let's switch it to the offensive side of the ball. Wide receiver could probably use a couple of them. But, okay, let's let's count it as one. Five. Um, tight end, people are in love with Kyle Pitts. I'm not I'm not a huge, you got to draft a tight end Thank guy. Thank you. Thank you. No, we're not drafting no Thank damn tight end. He's a, he's a Philly kid. Man. Thank you, bro. He's a Philly kid. Kyle Pitts is a Philly kid. Yeah, you know. No, I'm tired of these Philly kids, bro. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, hey, listen, you know, a lot of us are Philly kids. Does that mean we're any good? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm making an argument for you, girl. I got you. I got you. Don't... Sharif Miller was a Yeah, Sharif, hey, there you go. That's exactly right. Sharif Miller was a Philly kid, and he stunk. <laughs> um, so, now I lost where the hell I was going. Oh, oh, oh okay. So, so, if you take a look at it, there's like five glaring immediate needs right if you're drafting it so in other words at the sixth pick assuming that the quarterback goes one maybe even two quarterbacks get taken maybe even three quarterbacks get taken you were going to have access to one of the top prospects at one of the top positions of, of need at nine you weren't guaranteed that so so I, I i wouldn't hate it if they went quarterback listen i'm not a, i'm not a quarterback evaluator they have to fight new head coach usually will handcuff himself to a quarterback and that's where they make their career out of right Doug Peterson kind of did it with Carson Wentz hey it got to a Super Bowl we can't take that away from them or you know but at the sixth pick you might as well call the sixth pick the third pick because there's going to be quarterbacks being taken 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 and we already got Jalen Hurts who by the way I know some people don't think he's the I, I like him I, Me too. I, I like you too. I mean, you, you you can shove those statistics of last year in my face as much as you want. Watch the game, dude. Does he pass the eyeball test? 
Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting. I have. I'm waiting on a few more things before he passed my eyeball test. He's but a true. I I don't think it serves the team to put us in another QB controversy situation by you know um, undermining Jalen and what he's brought to the organization in the short time he's been there. You got to give him this season. We're rebuilding anyway. Yeah, well, you might as well give him this well, season. I, I look at it this way. It's like. I, I, I blame Weasel Roseman. That's what I call that. Weasel <laughs> um, okay, this dude, man, he 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 is the reason why we are in the situation today. Okay, so here's here's the reason why you can't go quarterback right now. All right, wasn't it just reported that Dylan Hurts was supposedly taking these wide receivers out to Texas? Well, oh, I don't yeah. think he can do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives in know. Texas, so does Rieger. Okay, well, I don't I don't see that happening right now, but. Right, because of the yeah, whole storm and everything. Whatever the case may be, the whole point of it is, you just drafted this man in the second round, okay? And you got Carson went so pissed off that he wanted to leave, and we already seen what that went. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see... Well, that is Weasel Roseman we talking about, man. Well, well, well my thing is, and I, I feel like with, and maybe E-Rock, you can kind of give me your thoughts on it, is, is kind of, you have to do your due diligence, right? We're, we're like, he, like E-Rock was saying, we're at six, that might as well be three. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of prime opportunities for us to, to get impact players. If you think that there's a quarterback better than Jalen Hurts and you don't, and you, and you really believe in the guy, go get that guy. I, but outside of that, you need to surround Jalen with the talent yes. that you putting surround Carson with. So 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 you know absolutely that Javar Chase or or Devontae Smith or Patrick Sartan, any one of those players would be amazing and, and immediately impact your team in a positive way. Um I, I just don't know how you how you gamble on another unproven QB when you can see how much um, an impact skill player can benefit. This is true, but but in, in my line of work, I'm in sales for a living. So, so whenever there's an idea that's proposed to me, I try to sell it to myself. Okay, you sell this to yourself. And if I can sell it, I, I, I can convince myself it's a good idea. Now, here's where I'll convince myself that a quarterback is a good idea. You won't be drafting at six. Hopefully, knock on wood, anytime again in the near future, Right. In fact, if you take a look at the Eagles drafts, right. the only time the Eagles were up that high is when Howie Roseman did the double jump to get up to number two to draft Carson Wentz. Correct. So if you want to take a quarterback right then and there, and I understand that he's having wide receivers visit him in, in Texas, and that's all well and good. Keep in mind, to be fair, Sam Bradford did the same shit. There was there was Sam Sam there was a picture yeah. of Sam Bradford, a shirtless Jordan Matthews. They were all paddleboarding and having a yeah, good time. You're right. You're right. And Sam Bradford <laughs> right. stunk on ice. So <laughs> so if 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 you're what's the number one position in this league? Quarterback. This is the league of the have and the have nots. If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. If you don't have a quarterback, tough shit. You're you're sunk. So so yeah. what's wrong with with the opportunity that you're given right now to, in essence, hedge your bet, hedge your bet, and take another quarterback. Now you've got two low-contract quarterbacks. You can figure out which one you want. You can trade one if you want to when, when the contract's expiring in a couple years, right? Jalen Hurts or, let's say, blank quarterback, although you wouldn't really, dra- you wouldn't really trade the sixth one. You get what I'm saying. What what's so wrong no, with hedging your bet 
and saying, listen, I can either roll with Hurts or I can either roll with XYZ guy. And now I've got two quarterbacks and I got to figure out which one I want to roll with because I'd rather bet on having two than have the wrong one. Furthermore, to speak to Jalen Hurts, this isn't the first time that he's been in the quarterback yeah. competition. And there's nope, and, nope. And, and I don't know what kind of reaction I'm going to get from the panel right now, but there's something to be said for not being a bitch when when yep. confront when when confronted with competition. Preach, preach, <laughs> preach, preach. Am I am I making preach. sense? Am I making sense right now? No. Preach. We we with you. We with you. As far as the the draft goes, and um, as far as bringing in some competition for Jalen, I agree. I don't think you can anoint him as your your starter, but I, I feel like you a premium pick like a like a six is so important because of that fifth year option and what mm-hmm. you can do with that. And you on a rookie deal, we're supposed to be making all these good moves because that rookie deal keeps those numbers. No, having two rookies battle out on two rookie deals, I think is is not beneficial for the team, but I see your perspective. And, and, and that's the way I would sell it to myself. Now, would I do it? Probably not. I'd go the route of, of sticking with Jalen because I think I've, I've... Now, am I the head coach? No. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a new coach, so who knows what's going through his head. But... That's true. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel like um, this... this I feel, I've noticed that Howie has a very honeymoon period with new coaches where he's where he's very amenable to what they want. Do you think if Nick Sirianni bangs the table for Jalen Hurts, we, we're not going to take a QB? But if he's like very noncommittal about it, that leaves the door open. That's a good question. That is a very good question. Well, the, the, the first thing I want... Ah, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's 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 walk through this. Let's talk this one out because because the honeymoon phase in head coaches, I feel like, is a recency bias. We had Andy Reid here for 14 years. Now, granted, Andy Reid's a hell of a coach, and he was primarily working with Joe Banner, right? That entire that yeah. entire time. Yeah. So, you know, Jeffrey, and I don't think it's so much Howie. I think it's Jeffrey Lurie. And here, here's where I'm going to go with this. Jeffrey Lurie, when it was the, you know, the the gold standard era of Andy Reid and Joe Banner. Joe Banner was a childhood friend of Jeffrey Lurie. He trusted that man. Um, as I'm sure any of you and I would trust my childhood friend with, with you know, running my organization. He trusted Andy Reid. I don't know if there's a better guy to trust with an organization than an individual like Andy Reid. So Jeffrey Lurie, for the majority of that time, was a very hands-off owner. Then comes Chip Kelly. Right. Chip Kelly starts calling the shots. Chip Kelly starts marching to the owner's office, banging on the door and demanding the talk and demanding power, so on and so forth. After that whole Chip Kelly experience, I really think that that fucked up Jeffrey Lurie. Honest to God, I I I, I, I think that his his ability to trust people, and he wants to trust Howie. That's why Howie's still around. He wants to trust Howie. He wants to yeah, see Howie yeah. in the same light that he saw Joe Banner. Mm. That's so, so, so let me ask you, and and, and, and I agree with you one hundred percent. But don't you think that? The shit that Joe Banner has done to the Philadelphia Eagles by releasing Brian the greatest exactly. <laughs> don't 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 you think e, that you have to say sometime in your mind, like, look, dude, I'm not going through this shit no more. I already went through this shit with my childhood friend. I fired my childhood fucking friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Howie Roseman has literally, literally fucked up deals with players on this team. A lot. Mm-hmm. To the point to where now you, you traded up to grab Carson Wentz. You just gave this man 128 mil. Mm-hmm. Now he's going. And you got a third round pick, possibly a first for him. And you 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 got all these old ass contracts. For God's sake, he brought back JP. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah. You you get what I'm saying, bro? And it's, it's to the point to where, man, enough is a fucking enough. Now everybody heard the press the presser that him and Doug mm-hmm. had, and he sat there and said that you know we got a hit on it. You know this is this is the most important draft in in our lifetime. We didn't heard that shit before. Now is, 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 is he referencing to the to the point that he fucked up with the Justin Jefferson thing or the DK Metcalf? So that leads me to believe that you know. Mr. Lori must have said, "Listen, man, it's now or never. If you don't get this shit right, you got to get the fuck out of here." And, the, and you get and, what I'm and that and that's so, part and that's that's all part of it. And I'll answer it in in, in a, in a yeah. two part thing. Um, okay. Number one, the reason why Eagles fans should not be that upset at the fact that Howie Roseman is still around. And I know that's and I know that sounds based upon our previous. Let's raise our hand at the table and say. You know, F. Howard. Here's here's the reason why it's not so bad. Howie Roseman no longer has the ability to blame anybody but himself. Nobody. Nobody. There isn't a a single person in this building who Howie Roseman can point the finger to and try to weasel his way out of there. He can't can't blame the head coach. He can't blame the head coach. He 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 fired the head coach. You know, well, technically Jeffrey fired the head coach, but the head coach is gone. All right. He can't blame the quarterback. The quarterback's gone. So everything moving forward is squarely and solely on the shoulders of Howie Roseman. If he continues to F this thing up, Jeffrey's not blind. Jeffrey's not a dumb man. Jeffrey's an intelligent individual. He will eventually realize that, hey, listen. And it wouldn't surprise me if that conversation already happened where it's to Howie. Hey, listen, you've got two years to write the ship. I'm going to give you another two years. Two years. You got two. One would be unfair because you're in a transition period. You heard Jeffrey say that. You're in, you're, yeah. you're in a you're in a transition period, so it, it, you you almost you almost want to um, you almost want to give him two years. You almost you almost have to if you're gonna if you if you're gonna process this thing, you're gonna roll with Hanky and Sam and, and Brett Brown and and, and see it through. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is, is that not right? Is is that not fair? No, you total, right. yeah, no, yeah, no, totally the process. Like yeah, totally the process. You're right, but. You know what? I, I have to I have to ask you guys because you 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 have this idea that like at some point um, uh, Jeff Lloyd will have enough, and I, I agree with you. But I've listened to that man's last press conference he gave, where he absolved Howie of any of the responsibilities, and he honestly praised Howie for how robust their personnel department is. So do you almost wonder that Howie has gotten another additional but- shield? from scrutiny with the personnel department but, being as but, good but, as it is. Because the scouting department doesn't But he has to, though. How he doesn't pull the right He trip. has to. He, he can't. Because, listen, at the end of the day, listen, nobody knows what Mr. Laurie is going through. Like you said, Steph, that, you know, he look at him as a son. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows. Okay? Now, the only person that do know that outside of uh, Howie is Joe Banner. Joe okay? And, and, and Joe Banner ain't going to, you know, d- d- tell the story, but he, he has to, he, he can't put him down because behind closed doors, he's still his man. So 
he's gonna have to, you know, act like how can you do no wrong. Right. So and, and, you get what I'm saying? So I, I don't know, man. I'm 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 just looking forward to the draft and I'm kinda happy that the Carson Wentz era is over. Like I said before, E before you came on to the podcast, we was talking, I was I was telling the guys that I respect Carson Wentz, but I never was a Wentz guy. But I always respected his toughness. You can't never judge his toughness. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate when people talk about his toughness because the kid was a strong son of a bitch, man. But to me, mentally, he was weak. Yes. Too weak for Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's that's okay because not a lot of um, players are mentally tough for this this environment. Like, it, it is tough yeah. to play here. And when you come from a rural you know, you know everybody and you're big man on campus your whole life. I mean, I was reading a story and they had the governor of the freaking state coming out of his busy day just to talk about Carson. That type of um, prestige can go to your head. I'm not saying that that's the case with Carson, but clearly he was smoking his own shit too much <laughs> and he stopped recognizing that you have to perform in order to kind of smoke your own I, shit. I, I think at I the mean? end of the day, I think you nailed it. You nailed it on the head in one aspect that that nobody can question Carson Wentz's toughness. But I'll but I'll put but I'll put an asterisk next to that. Nobody can question Carson Wentz's game in game toughness. Now now I do feel like Carson Wentz suffered for some from some insecurities. Suffered from some uh, you know he he needed to be that guy that with that that. Needed to be, hey, you're the guy. You're the guy. Don't worry about it. You never have to worry about a thing. You're the guy. If you think about the way that he was probably the best athlete in high school. He was clearly the best athlete in running North Dakota State in college. When he came to the NFL, he lit the world on fire. He was the next. He was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. Yeah, So you you can be. And you're right. You have to be a certain type of mentality and a certain type of athlete to survive here in Philadelphia. No one can question his game toughness. Where I think he lacked significantly was the the off-the-field toughness and really kind of relating to his teammates, relating to the media, uh, being able to digest the fact that Nick Foles came in two years, being able to digest the fact that competition is an okay thing, you know? Um, Right. I agree. I agree. He didn't, he couldn't develop that, that he had a thin skin to the appearance of his position being threatened. And I don't think that was healthy. You know, even if you feel that way, when you, when you externalize it, people can lose confidence in you and you also lose and, confidence uh, in yourself. I blame, I blame, I blame Weezer Rosen for that <laughs> shit because like I said, we don't know what that fucker told Carson. You get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. No, nobody the environment knows. was not, was not Okay, great. because absolutely. think about this. In, in front of the camera, you know, in front of the camera, Carson got to play, you know, nice guy. Yeah, I welcome Jalen Hurts to the team. I look forward to working with him. You don't mean that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, and and, you know? and and that's the great thing about sports. That's the great thing about the NFL. That's the great thing about doing podcasts or listening to sports talk radio or, or watching yeah. these national shows is everybody will talk about it. Truth of the matter is, and I was yeah. in that building for three years. Uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you from experience that what's being said outside doesn't it, it isn't always matching what's being discussed on the inside. 
Oh, oh yeah, I, I agree. agree. And you could, but you could see that in the organization this season that that the words weren't matching the actions at all. But you know, but, but that was my next point, and you nail it right on the head. However, we're an intelligent enough of a fan base to put two and two together, and if the actions don't follow the words or the words don't follow the actions, we know when something stinks and something and something's so, up. So that's what's and, fun about this entire thing. And, and I'm glad you said that. So this is my next question to you. So with that being said, why do Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman continue to lie to this fan base knowing that we are not a bunch of dumbs? Great question. Well, I, all right. Let me ask you this: Lie specifically about what? Like, like, basically, okay, like, like leading us on about shit. E. Like, 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 for example, like we don't see what the fuck is going on. We already knew the situation with Carson. Why do you think the dude wasn't fucking talking? Everybody talking about it was about his agent, but clearly today he got the fucking indie real fast. He got <laughs> oh, you noticed that, did you? You noticed that? Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. Carson pops up yeah. out of nowhere. Exactly, I, I, and he's on. Yeah. He's on Twitter talking to the new coach guys and shit like that. Yeah. Then you then you got my boy Gio crying and I feel bad for the kid because I love him. And I'm saying to myself, damn Carson, but you you get your ginger Jesus ass on the fucking plane fast <laughs> and you go visit people real fucking fast. But I'm like, Jesus, bro. Like, you know, we fans, we listen, if it's not for us, man, you guys not will not be here. Mr. Lori knows this better than anybody. So my question to you mm-hmm. is why are they doing that to the fans? Like, we don't know what the fuck is going on. My friend, this is all a game. This is all yeah. a game. It's all yeah. a PR game. It's all a marketing game. It's all posturing and positioning. The NFL has more plot lines and plot twists than, than the than the Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? And, and, that, <laughs> and that's why they don't come out necessarily. What benefit does it does it achieve for them if they come out publicly to the fans and lay their cards on the table? Nah, man. You, you, yeah, no matter what your cards are, you could be holding, you could be holding aces. You could be holding aces and eights. The dead man's hand. You could be holding junk. And your job is just to, just to. You're not, you're not playing Bluffing. the cards. You're playing the player. You're not about. You know what I mean? So, so it, it, it does nothing for the organization to reveal their grand scheme or their plot or their hey, if they go x we go y if they do this we go that if that's not meant for us to see as much as we would love to see it and it makes us feel like we're closer yeah listen there's some shit i don't need to know <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah there's, 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 there's some shit like well, like when my when, when my kids get a little older because right now one's 10 and one's five when they get into their teens and their 20s i'm gonna want them to tell me everything but there's some shit that dad don't need to know you know what i mean and, that, and that's the way I kind of feel about it. You know, it, it's all a game. It, it, this, this entire thing is a, is a giant game. And the person who blinks first, the person who throws out the first number, the person who shows their cards first, will lose 90% of the time. See, I, I agree with you um, up to up to a point, right? I, I agree with this idea that in the, in the NFL, you have to always be selling. You know, it is the it is the best soap opera going on because there's always mm-hmm. something dramatic about it. And and I don't, to a certain extent, I don't mind that the Eagles are always trying to um, give us a, a vision of what they they want for the for the team. What what bothers me is 
that we were talking about earlier, that the actions don't match the words, that that they're always selling us a vision of stability and consistency and, and a legacy. And, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be this premier uh, team and all these aspects, right? In, in the community and the facility and all this and the third, yet we're constantly, honestly talking about uh, a decade ago of brilliance that hasn't really been matched by this this decade because in the last 10 years that Holly's been running this team we've had three double digit win seasons you know we're not consistently right. good and yet we continue to sell to the to to the fans and organizations that not only have we arrived but we can maintain our position and it's like we have it every three to five years we're rebuilding yeah and listen I, I won't deny that there's a certain air of arrogance about the Philadelphia Eagles for an organization that kind of tripped and fell over their own ding dong into a Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> right, right, like, like, like. There's a, there's a, there's a bit right. of arrogance, but I'll circle it back around to that two-part question that I was going to answer about Howie Roseman and, and kind of lying up there and, and, and lying to the fan base in general. You can make an excuse for some of the things that Howie Roseman has done and some of the moves that Howie Roseman has made in the effort to, and I do believe this. When when Jeffrey Lurie came out and said this, I do believe this. When you take a look at some of the moves that they've made, a lot of the moves that they've made over the last couple seasons, it was in an, all in an effort to, quote unquote, run it back, right? Mm-hmm. It was in an effort to try to get it's back to the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, because because listen, when I say they tri- they tripped over their own ding dongs, they legitimately did. All right, it, it was kind oh, of yeah. like in a bottle. <laughs> they were legitimately surprised that they won the Super Bowl. They did not expect. They it. did not expect it, but they go into it with a plan. They go into it with a three year plan, with a five year plan. It just so happens that they they achieved the ultimate success in year two, and they were like, oh shit, like we won the Super Bowl in year two. All right, well, is this? Well, the the window's got to be open. We're here, right? I mean, we just won it, so we're here. So now we're going to yep. do everything we can to push our chips in the middle, bring back core players, even though they're they're aging, because everybody wants to be paid overpaid when they win the Super Bowl. Look at Chris Godwin down in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, Bruce Arians. Try, Bruce Arians is trying yep. to tell that kid right now that he shouldn't go secure his bag because it's it, it's more important to be an assistant. Get the get the fuck out of here with that shit. Right. You know? And, and super Super Bowl players are demand to be paid higher. This is the this is the ultimate payday. You're coming off your rookie contract and you just won the Super Bowl. I'ma get paid. You know what yeah, I mean? You're damn right. I got my ring. I wanna get paid. Hey, yep. did you see how Chris Godwin looked at him when he said that shit? He like, man, you out your goddamn. Oh, yeah, yeah, it must have. <laughs> and, 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 and you watch Tampa. Tampa Bay is going to do is going to go through the same thing that the Eagles went through because yep. Bruce Arians got there. They got the quarterback. They know that's not long term. But hey, it's Tom Brady. So who the hell knows? He could be eighty years old in a walker and still slinging the rock. Who knows? But you that's watch true. Tampa Bay is going to have some of their assistant coaches pilfered, right? Because they're a Super Bowl coaching team their Super Bowl squad so they're going to have some of their assistants pilfered in the next couple years they're going to have some key members of that team that got them that Super Bowl this year secure their bag with other teams okay so they're going to lose some pieces meanwhile the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to make some egregious contract negotiations and bring in some top tier free agents who knows maybe even like a JJ Watt maybe they'll grab for straws there to try to keep that Super Bowl window open and I guarantee you in two to three years, Tampa Bay is going to be in the same exact position that the Philadelphia Eagles are right now. It's just, I, I, it's, just, it's, it's, it's the circle absolutely. of life, bro. This is it. This yeah. is what it is. 
I agree with you. Hey, E, before we let you go, yeah. bro, and once again, thank you for coming on the show, but I got to ask you this question, man. What do you think about the new head coach, Sirianni, and the staff he brought in? I don't know a goddamn thing about these guys. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I would love to give you some elaborate answer and some in-depth coach coach scouting. I didn't know who the hell Nick Sirianni was until they until, until they announced it. Who the hell? Who the hell is Nick Sirianni? I, I don't. I, who? Indianapolis? What? Um. So. I, I have my reservations. I have my concerns, but I, you know, I, I, I've publicly stated this. Look, there was once upon a time when I thought Andy Reid was washed. There was once upon a time where yeah. I thought Chip Kelly was right. going to revolutionize the game. And there was once upon a time uh, where I thought Doug Peterson was the worst coaching hire they could have made. So at the end of the day, what the fuck do I know? I just want to compound that a little bit. Here's the one thing that I know and I'm kind of concerned about with this coaching staff. Uh-oh. Nick Sirianni is 39 years old. His offensive coordinator is what, 35 years old? His, his quarterback's coach is 33 years old. His linebacker coach is 27 years old. Man, oh man. Uh I don't. I, I know the Eagles' plan moving forward is to grow with this coaching staff, but how long does a coaching staff stay together for five, six, seven years and grow together before different pieces start to get moved and different pieces start to get pilfered and plucked and go on and your quarterback's coach becomes an offensive coordinator somewhere else or, or someone? Yeah. So you got a bunch of young guys. Right. You got to be able to make sure that this team is young. I, I think he was just kind of giving us a rendition of, of how he felt about, you know, the, the team being uh, young enough. Yeah, he'll, he'll come back. But I, I understand what Eve's, Eve's point is that, you know, if, if, they're, if they have any type of success at all, they won't be here for long. And how can they continue to um, maintain a, a system of essence? That was what doomed uh, Andy and that was what doomed Doug overall at the end of the day was that their staff um, got poached and they couldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, let, I got so animated. I'm, I'm sitting on my bed and my, I'm waving my hands around. To let the iPhone go blank. You guys, you guys got me so, so hyped up and animated over here. Anyway, before I go, I just want to finish the thought um, that you got to make sure this group, this core, this nucleus that you're going to be drafting and have right now is going to be young enough to be able to respect and relate to the coaches. Because let me tell you something. You bring in a veteran linebacker, you sign a veteran linebacker who's 28 years old and have a 27-year-old coach trying to tell him how to do his job. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't see how that's going to work. Uh, that's that's my biggest concern. Right, and wasn't that an issue with with Carson too? Was that him and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Press Taylor, were yeah. too close in age that they were yeah. more like peers than yeah. teachers? So I just want to hop back on so and make I that point. It. I do appreciate you guys having me on. This has been a fun conversation. Make sure to tweet at me when um, when this comes out. All right. Yes, indeed. Yeah, wait, real, real, real quick. Absolutely, thank real you. Real quick, so hey. Um, share your um, Twitter um, handle with everybody. They can Who follow me on Twitter uh, at Eric underscore Emmanuel, E-R-I-C underscore E-M-A-N-U-E-L-E. Or, of course, you can hop on over to Instagram where a lot of the uh, videos and all that fun stuff happens. And that's at the Mighty E-Rock, E-R-O-C-K. Once again, 
Thank All you for right. joining us. You got it. Have a good night. Bye bye. Have a good night. Thank you, bro. All right. That was my man, the almighty E Rock, dropping some knowledge on you guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciated his perspective. I think he had a really nuanced uh, view of the whole thing, very, very non-inflammatory, which I think we need, right, to cool, cool some of these guys <laughs> down. I know you and me went. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we be going at it, yo. <laughs> yeah. Right? So he, he was like the voice of reason yeah. tonight. It was like let's 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 all settle down three to five years. But you know what, though, guys, he he said something that a lot of people didn't even yeah. think that made a lot of sense. He been he has been in that building for three fucking years. Okay, yeah. so if there's anybody that's close to knowing yeah. what's going on, it's E Rock. All right, yeah. so like, look, look, E Rock is my guy and all, but still fuck Howie Roseman, like fuck that. Absolutely, but you know what? E, and even E said Howie's got a yeah, problem, indeed. right? He was willing to he was willing to acknowledge that 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 he's not going anywhere, but he also said he's a problem. So I I I see it because I see it the same way. I recognize he may not be going anywhere, but I also see him as the biggest yeah. impediment to our success. So you know that's how we kind of rock out. So let's let's go into our next topic. Um, let's kind of get into you know what's next with the Eagles now that Carson has been traded. Um, I just got an alert that Carson has dropped his farewell message it, to the ain't fans. That yeah, a yeah. Are While you we're recording. While we were recording. Yeah, that's what those I alerts know. were. No, that's what no, those no, alerts no, were. Yes, I no, am, no, sir. No, 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 I don't accept it. I don't he accept gonna it. He's going to say it out the door. He's going to say it out the door. You were so mad that he didn't say. No. Why, why would you see, see Steph this is what I'm talking about yo this is this is why for what for almost all these months mm-hmm. me and you've been debating this is the shit I'm talking about this is look that lets me know right now it lets me know right now Carson yeah. out of Philly okay because here's yeah. the thing you've been ducking and dodging for all this time we haven't heard shit from you then all of a sudden you go to Indy then you gonna go drop some fucking knowledge in a letter to the Eagle fans right after you visit? No, mm-hmm. I don't accept it, bro. Here's, here's what I have to say to that web to 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 Man, your point. That's Listen, bullshit, bro. Um I think I think it's been I, this is something that I that I was was trying to find my way maneuver. But but at the end of the day, how Wentz doesn't trust Howie Roseman. So yes, Wentz won it out because he recognized he didn't feel like his career was in safe hands. But he could he still could have talked to us though. Fuck Howie. I, oh, oh, absolutely! I hear you. I hear you one hundred percent. I don't. I but but here's the thing: Carson did not tell these people to hey, re- screenshot me texting you, screenshot me video chatting you, follow me on my private plane. These are all people, you know, sending out his information. Shouldn't he have gotten ahead of it? Yes, I agree with you. But at least he didn't wait more than a day. Remember, you was pissed off. He ain't say something today, but. Came out at eight o'clock. Here we go. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, John, what's your what's your take on this? Correct. The eight o'clock drop. The Friday news dump. John, what's your take on all of this shit, bro? It's sad. But I mean, wish them all the best, whatever. And we know the Eagles gonna ball out. We're Eagles fans, so I'm I'm I'm. I'm... So let's get into that. Yeah, let's get into that. you feel like what comes next, right? What are the next moves that you feel will be able to kind of get us back to that uh, position? Of I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, no, don't even worry, don't even oh, worry. Wait, I'm, sorry, I'm gonna steal, I'm gonna piggyback what you said earlier off, uh, off camera. And uh, there's some key 
minimal free agent acquisition that you have, I think would would bolster this roster. So bringing a guy like Xavier Rhodes at corner, you bring in a guy like Tyrod yeah. Taylor, cheap talent yeah. that can mentor same play style yeah. and, 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 and he can win games he's a, he's a bona fide well, starter doesn't have the, well, the, the I mean doesn't have the, the it factor but he could be your 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 number two coming in the spot starter take snaps or something would happen or the next quarterback but um alright so so here, here's my thing not to cut you off John look you, you're going in and out brother I'm just trying to rescue you you know being a good partner here um at at the end of the day, here's my thing. Um, what John said is true, but what we need to do is basically rebuild. Okay, right. everything got to be rebuilt. Okay, you let your franchise quarterback go. Okay, now you you let Deshaun Jackson go. Thank God. Um, Alshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey is supposed to be reported. He's supposed to be the next one out. And the guy that you wanted to, one of the guys you wanted out the most, Malik Jackson, is leaving too. Okay. Yeah. And, and Zach Ertz yeah, maybe traded um, or he's going to be they said not Bernard if, Avery is out too. Or the no, linebacker. they said they're trained, tra- uh, transitioning yeah, him to linebacker. Really? Yeah. That's what I. That's what I. Oh well, maybe maybe I'm reading the wrong reports there. But either way, it's all about rebuilding. Listen, let me tell you something. And right. and, and Steph, I already know I'm about to get the hatchet to the head by you because I I can I, I I can imagine your face when I'm about to say this. All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I don't believe I'm about to say this. As much as I hate Howie Roseman, I believe in him right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, you know what I thought. I thought you were going to say something to that and to that effect, and and I will I will um, co-sign that that he is better at yeah correct. rebuilding than he is in correct, camp. and that's and that's and that's where I was going with that because here's the thing, this man had had he yep. has had an ultimatum put on him. Okay, okay, he are he even said in his presser he has to do it now. There's yep. no more. He got to do it now. Okay, so what Lori basically told that weasel fucker is to break it down and rebuild it and make it stronger. Okay, so with mm-hmm. that being said, with, with with John said, I look for bringing in a Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor. I, I I would love that. Okay, um, bring in somebody mm-hmm. to compliment Slay. You know, if if, if you gonna yeah. put uh uh Avery at linebacker, that's in what he's been playing in the fucking first place. Fact. Okay, you you put him there. And if you can bring uh, uh, Devontae Smith in here or or, or um, a Chase at six, man, and you put an O-line around this team, I'm here to tell you, it's going to be agree. popping next year. Right. I agree. The NFL, my favorite, my favorite yep. uh, phrase is the NFL stands for not for long, right? You, 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 you have to be actively bad to to stay in the in the pits of NFL hell and for all my animosity towards Howie Roseman he is able to at least yep. build an a mediocre to average team right like like on his his worst his worst attempts we get four wins his best attempts we we win about seven games right seven to nine games and then when he's truly special we hit that double digit mark so 
I am willing to co- concede to the point that um, his first two years are probably going to be okay because he's able to rebuild. He's able to look at the roster with a much more discerning eye and make the necessary moves that he needs to make to kind of to kind of make this team um, good. My concern, though, remains to his overall. Uh, decision-making personnel process because at some point soon, like you say, you're shedding names. BG's gonna be yeah. gone. Kelsey may retire. I honestly feel like Kelsey is gonna freaking retire. Okay, we don't know how much Lane Johnson has left in the tank. Um, what what's Fletcher Cox got left? You know, because he hasn't really been uh, impacting the way that he used to. Once these key guys, well, these these chip guys, these Andy guys are gone. The entire team, I, the entire roster will up and down I, be filtered with Howie Roseman's guys. How much I have a feeling what you just said might might become true about Fletcher Cox. So earlier today, I was listening to sports radio, and I guess it was uh, Mike mm-hmm. Mike Garofalo. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Okay, well yeah. he was up there. I, I guess uh, they was playing something that he was reporting. Or stating, I should say. So, guys, don't take me on my word. You know, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I drink sometimes. <laughs> right. So, um, from what I from what I understand is that um, Fletcher Cox may mm. be on the trade block. Damn. We, yeah, I can see I, that. I, yeah, I can see that because he has a big contract Correct. number two, and 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 if we're shedding and we're trying to get younger and we're getting ready yeah. for this rebuild. Yeah, you don't so need these as veterans. far as Brandon Graham goes, <laughs> let him go. <laughs> just, just leave, bro. Like, I think, I honestly think what will happen is Fletcher will get traded and Brandon will yeah, pull I, out his last year. Or, or, or <laughs> just let him go. <laughs> just, just, just let him go. This, this will be the first time I tell, this will be the first time me and Howard Wilson will become friends. Let that fucker go. Alright? Like real shit. Let him go. I mean that, yo. Oh, man. But you know what? But you know what? We really have to ask ourselves when all these when all these um, anchors are gone, when all these stalwarts of our team are gone, what's what's really going to be next? Is the nucleus that Howie is, has drafted and cultivated and, and kept here? Can they continue the the prestige of being a Philadelphia Eagle? I honestly, I have some sincere doubts about it, just because they have. A lot of Howie's draft picks have had injury concerns. They've had issues with consistent play. They have issues staying on the field. You know, there's there's something to be said for the people that he's chosen and the position that he's put them in. But, you know, hope springs eternal. And with the sixth pick, that can always change everything. You know, all it takes is one dynamic player, like like when Carson was drafted, to change the narrative on how we see how Roseman. So, so it happened once. I, 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 I had a weird uh, premonition the other night, and it kind of shook me. And I told Will about this earlier, and it was about how I don't know where it came from, but uh, I, I, I said to, I said to myself, how was gonna get this right, get this draft right, get this team like on, on, a, on a good foot going forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you you right about that, uh, John, and 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 maybe, and maybe, maybe. I'm not gonna say you're right. I'm gonna say maybe because because I had to rewind that in my head. I, a and, bit and, and I think the get this right. Maybe I'm not. I'm is not we have high picks in all the rounds since we got. That's mm-hmm. true. We're, I think we have 
four picks in the top 100. So that's that that's really good for us. So so John, let's let's get into our last topic of the night. I'm gonna give you um, all the time you need to break down. We have a new segment that we're introducing to the show. It's called Eagle of the Week. Okay, each week uh, to end the show, we're going to have one of our, our co-hosts break down an, uh, an Eagle player that they have in high esteem, whether they've been with us uh, or or currently with us or used to be with us, somebody that we, we admired as a player. And so My Eagle of the John, Week you got tonight for your should Eagle have been enshrined in the Hall of Fame this year. And this gentleman is one of the nicest players that any other players talk about. And he was a part of that great Eagles defense. Jerome Brown, Reggie, and Clyde, and Seth. And he's the quietest one, but one of the biggest personalities. And he had a great career. Uh, Eric Allen. Eric Allen. He was drafted in the second round out of uh, Eric Allen. Out of Arizona State. And coming out, he was five ten. They they didn't know what to make of him. His, his build dropped him to the second round. But the Eagles got him. Buddy Ryan, you know, did his thing, and um, he became an star, an absolute star. The, he he finished his career with fifty four interceptions and eight touchdowns, which is crazy to think of. He made he was a six time yeah. selection, yeah. and he wow. played for the after leaving the Eagles. And he he went to the Saints, where he became an All Pro, and the Raiders. And, um, his fifty four his fifty four interceptions tied for twenty first NFL history. And um, wow, wow! And he he's he's somebody that should definitely, uh, definitely, if not next year, the following year will be in the Hall of Fame. He has bust and came for sure. That's what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Thank you, John. That was a great breakdown of a future Hall of Famer, should be a future Hall of Famer, um, Eric Allen, our Eagle of the Week. Um, this has been a three birds and a punt. Next week, we're going to have a special guest. His name is Tremaine. He is on his Twitter handle is at Maine's World. He is the host of a podcast called This Ain't Rocket Science. I was a guest star on his show, and now he's guest starring on ours. We're very excited to, to have him. So please, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at 3 Birds and a Punt. I'm going to let y'all know again, we are having a raffle. The first 20 listeners to subscribe to the show will be entered um, into a raffle for a free 3 Birds shirt. All you have to do is DM us on Twitter a picture of you following the show wherever you get your platform, um, wherever you get your wherever platform you get your podcast, um, and then the winner will be announced next Saturday. So, so please, please uh, subscribe to the show. Send us a picture of it so you can get a free dope ass three bird shirt, and we can really uh, show our support yeah. for the for the pod. All right, y'all. This has been three birds. Uh, my name is Afia. I am one of the co-hosts. You can find me personally on Twitter at according to Afia. And then you can find my hey, friend Tom Monroe. Let him know bro. on Twitter at Tom Monroe Jr. I'll let your boys. Well, yeah, I don't want y'all to holler at this boy here, but I'll tell you my Twitter. <laughs> I am <laughs> I am Black Fly Jedi on Twitter. So definitely check us out and subscribe yes, to the podcast. Indeed.
Go Birds. Absolutely. And uh, go Birds.